welcome back to a bonus episode of the Creative Convos podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Aaron. And uh, today we're doing a, like I said, a super quick bonus episode for y'all. Uh, today we're going to be talking about amps versus virtual amps. Sweet. Um, or when I say amps, but for those that aren't really super into like guitar stuff, um, amps is like an amplifier as in like, that's what, you know guitar electric guitars players use to make that big sound most of the time so yep. that's what we're referring to so i guess like to kind of also like yeah just to kind of give context of the difference so an amp, basically when we say amp versus a virtual amp so an amplifier is obviously a speaker with an input jack and you put your guitar through it and then it amplifies the sound right that's an amplifier. it sure does and then a virtual amplifier is rather than it's basically in the in the context of this conversation it's it's i guess a plugin like or a piece of software where you might plug your uh your guitar directly into your computer say through through an audio interface and that piece of software creates the amplification sound i guess that's the best way to put it <clears throat> yep yep so yeah that's basically what we're going to talk about today so aaron what do you think about amps versus virtual amps yeah, I think, I, and I think I think it's interesting because I think this is this is quite exciting because I think we we both have slightly different opinions on this. Yeah, so I'll, yeah, I think sure. it'll be good. Sure, I, I would I would add a little bit more to Josh's description by getting into a little bit of history. So, oh gosh, back back in the day, <laughs> in the nineteen well, in the nineteen fifties. Well, well, before my time, the black, even even cue before the black my and white time, music, there were these. <laughs> Uh, giant guitar amps that use tubes to create amplification to create signal, and those amps were massive and heavy. What are what are tubes for the like for the other listeners that don't know what a tube is? What is a tube? What is the best way to describe a tube? It's basically if you look at the lights in your kitchen or living room, you will see that the light bulbs in there with their filaments mm-hmm. give light to your space to your living room mm-hmm. in the sense of guitar amps you get these same well they're not the same but they're still glass bulbs with filaments mm-hmm. and these bulbs instead of creating light they still get give off light but their primary function in the amp is to generate the sound to generate the tone and mm-hmm. they are what gives the amp character when you play your guitar through them um, that that is my best non-engineering <laughs> way to describe it yeah um, i'm sure there's plenty of engineers that are like that's not exactly it, it is kind of, yeah, yeah i mean yeah well <laughs> if if yeah well if you if you are listening to us at this moment and you'd be so kind to give a more in-depth explanation on youtube or whatever podcast that you might decide to be on yeah, don't be af- uh, don't be afraid to credit both Josh and myself um, when talking about tube amps and how <laughs> and how how wrong Aaron was. I don't know. Yeah, you Let's, can quote Aaron and be like, "Look at <laughs> look at this guy. He has his own show, but does he know what he's talking about? I don't think doesn't so. know a thing." Allow me to correct him. Well, so anyways, anyways uh, we fast forward into I would say the late 70s when people transitioned away from well they didn't transition away from 
tube amps, they just switched it over to uh, using tra transistors to create the sound. Um, and the famous example of that type of um, uh, setup would be the Roland Jazz Chorus, the, the JC120. That was the first, yep. what they would call digital amp, that mm -hmm. instead of using uh, bulbs, uh, tubes to create the tone, they use, uh, they use, what would they call it, the printed circuit boards? Uh, use uh, just transist like transistors. Yeah, that's right. Transistors. transistors. That's right. Yeah, U using zeros and ones to generate the sounds. And with the well, I think well, I think I think that's actually actually that's I don't think that's actually right. <laughs> well, di digital, isn't it? It's so so uh, it's all technically it's still um it's still technically analog. Like it still processes electricity, but it's so it's still within the analog realm. But it's uh, a different kind of uh, it's just a different component of technology, like analog electrical technology. We're still not even in the ones and zeros phase yet. Okay. Okay. Anyway, okay. That, that's <laughs> so uh, mo moving on to the uh, the present age. Well, before we go go too f far into the present age, uh, we we get manufacturers like like the like Line Six. With their Line Six Pod. I yep. I don't the know if early... you guys have any memories of of that, but I remember playing with the Line Six Pod a long time ago, and mm -hmm. being able to play many different versions of famous tube amps. Yep. From various brands, and these were more of a poor man's emulations of yeah. these famous amps, but. Yeah. Uh, the the advantage of having so many amps in just one box or, or one line six pod was how convenient mm -hmm. it was to just call up these amps uh with the with the push of a button. And yep. how portable it was to take this pod wherever you could go and just plug it into a PA and away you went or plug into your regular uh, cabinets and mm -hmm. away you went with your em emulations and note note that these emulations were not very good at that time i don't know when the mm -hmm. pod came out but they they would arguably be a step in the right direction yeah i'd say I, i'd say like the pod especially as far as like digital modeling like you had a couple other like like there was obviously the line six spider as well people reference that as like digital amps but i think at least those are the ones that come to mind. Like I'm sure there's probably others as well by Fender. Actually, I don't know if Fender was putting out any digital modeling apps, but specifically Line Six anyway was definitely in the early like 2000s. Definitely, um, a lot of people would reference them as like the beginnings of like, like I guess like yeah, like pseudo like yeah digital like amps I guess or yeah, yeah. virtual amps. Um, yeah. That still inhabited a box, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they they but, they were more digital in the sense that you called them up as presets yeah. on the Line Six pod. So, yeah, yep, yeah, and I don't know when virtual amps started becoming commonplace in software. I'd so say I like think probably Josh would be more informed yeah. in this manner because he used virtual <laughs> yeah. amps to record his albums. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'd say like virtual amps really started becoming a thing probably in like the 2000 like 2010s kind of era. 
Yeah. Um, maybe even like, yeah, I would say, at least for me, that was probably when I started becoming more aware of it. And I think, and then once I think I got like around 2013 and like further on, I think that's when technology really started picking up as far as digital lamps. So like, as far as like, so there's, so now you've got, well, there's kind of like, as far as digital, like virtual lamps, there's kind of like two routes as far as like, um, where they're in, where, like where the software lives. So either you've got virtual lamps that live on your computer, for example, that live in like, say your recording, um, software, like a, a great example is guitar rig or Amplitude or, yeah. um, th those are probably the main, I would still even like to this day, like those two are definitely the main kind of like, um, like virtual amp softwares. Like even today, I, I still use guitar rig five and I use Amplitude as well. Um, yep. yep. Also, uh, but yeah, those those are the main ones. There's other ones as well by um, uh, uh, Neutral. Oh, I can't remember the brand, but like NSP or something like that. Neural DSP. Neural DSP. That's the one. I'm yeah, like, that's the and one. something. That that's that's another one. There there's a bunch of other ones. Like there's so many brands now. Like so many companies that put out stuff. But yeah. that's yeah. So that's one side of it. And then there's the other side as far as digital virtual amps is a hardware unit. So for example, like a lot of you guys probably would know about like the XFX or the XFX or the Kemper or even the Line 6 um, Helix, you know, that's yep. really like um, that. The Line 6 Helix, I would say it's probably the newer kind of, uh, as far as like out of those three, I'd say the Helix is the newest um, competitor as far as product to come onto the scene um, that really has um, put Line 6 in a place where it's no longer just like, no long because uh, like yeah like Aaron said the line six pod was like back in the day was cons wasn't really that uh, most people considered that kind of still sort of subpar kind of stuff like it was good but it wasn't like um, a lot of professionals didn't use it as that much but then once the helix yep. come out that's really when um, line six really went from just being something people like as far as their amp sims goes anyway that's when people started taking them really seriously as far as the amp sim stones so those three yeah the xfx and the kemper and um the line six helix like great example of people like that use the xfx for example is periphery obviously everyone knows periphery as like i, I would say periphery has really like sold the idea to a lot of people about using the xfx because they put out some killer tones out of that so yep. they're probably a example of people that use the axe effects another example um for example actually the kemper um i'm pretty sure like uh the guys from oh, was it oh gosh i'm like blanking out not a day to remember um one of those other guys i can't remember one of those other pop punk bands but like um they like a bunch of people use kempers as well um and, and there's kind of like you can go deeper into like the differences because they are different in their own way but Basically, like you've got hardware units as well that that have those kinds of software um, yep. things in them. Um, Jimmy Eat World actually, Jimmy Eat World uses. I think they use either. I think they use XFX as well now. Cool. cool. Um, so a lot of big, like I, a lot of big names, I would say now, like um, are using XFX and whatnot. And I guess the main reason is for that. And well, I guess this is kind of leading on to like why, at least for me, I really like. Um, virtual amps, and I think why a lot of musicians like virtual amps is just the portability, you know? Like, yeah. a, a real tube amp, right, you take a, a real tube amp, generally anyway, weighs 
a lot. Like it's, <laughs> I don't know if any of you've ever carried a tube amp, but just just picture this that it's it literally feels like you're carrying like a ton of bricks everywhere. It is so heavy. It makes you question life. <laughs> it, and like, it, of course, it sounds great. Don't get me wrong, but it's one of those things where it's like. Um, a lot of musicians anyway over time I found that you know especially when you're traveling as well like traveling to gigs or if you're traveling um, overseas like travel shows like or if you're flying in like a lot of perf- like artists do fly shows like um, where they'll go fly in just for a festival like in England or whatever and they'll play a show and then they go and like and they go fly back out to wherever so yeah like that's pretty common so a lot of musicians have found that using virtual amps anyway it's a lot portable a lot more portable and you can just literally just load it up in a suitcase you know and it's also a lot cheaper in terms of transport you don't have to ship anything you literally just put in your luggage bag and that's it so that's one of the benefits of virtual amps is that it's way more portable and it's now gone to a point where like tonally it's pretty darn i i would say virtual amps have gone to a point where they're pretty darn close at least for like the most part it's about like i'd say like most part it's on average i would say most of the time it's like around 90 percent now give or take depending on the software maybe 95 or even like i mean i've seen comparisons of people like compare like virtual amps and it's always interesting when people get them mixed up but yeah like they're definitely you know definitely it's definitely now become more of an option especially for professional musicians now to use that yeah you know and that's just touring we're not even talking about recording you know so yeah and and josh has had experience recording with virtual amps as well as performing with virtual amps as mm-hmm. his his church now affords having a, a, a very capable sound system um, mm-hmm. which has completely neg- negated the need to haul over a tube amp and mic it up well i mean we we do have tube amps in my like in the church i go to but at least for me, I personally like to use virtual amps just in general. Yeah. But and I your, mean, that your setup that... would be plug into your computer through yep. an audio interface. So it plugs in through this pedal called the Omic Teleport, which is basically a pedal. It's basically like an audio interface in a pedal, yep. like those like mini pedal formats. So you plug it in through quarter inch. It connects to your computer computer via USB. And then the output goes out through two quarter inch and then back into your pedal board or whatever. And then yep. from there it goes DI out into front of house. So cool. it's very, um, yeah, it's very streamlined. So that at least that's the case for me. Um, so I, at least like, yeah, so for me, that's nowadays, that's my main set, setup. Like I've, I've previously like, um, before I have used like real lamps, like I've used like, and I still do. I still have like my orange like half stack. Like I still love that amp. Cool. I just don't play. I just don't play it that often because it's yeah. just, it's, it's one of those like it's one of those things. Especially yeah, with like a one by twelve or two by twelve or any of those. Ca- if you're any of like like when you carry trying to carry those kinds of things, it is really heavy. So um, definitely a lot more streamlined as far as like transporting gear for me. Um, definitely. But yes, I've but I've also again I've recorded like you know not just virtual amps but real amps and whatnot. But I've kind of just gone to a stage where I find most of the time like virtual amps are kind of my I lean towards that more just because it's just a lot easier in terms of um like <laughs> recording and and performing yeah. <laughs> yeah and you get a more consistent tone as well 
I would say so. Yeah. Like you, you and that, yeah, actually that's another thing as well. Like, I mean, consistency, like, I mean, not to bag on certain sound people, but like, especially like if you're like, if say you're going, if you're playing at a church or you're playing at a bar and you've got like a relatively inexperienced sound guy, right? A lot of the, like, there's that whole meme of like what the guy pointing the microphone at the guitar amp head and not the cabinet. Like, yeah. There, there's some people that are like, it's like, uh, no, don't, uh, just don't do that. Just don't do yeah. that. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like, again, like, and so you're, you're very dependent on the sound guy in terms of like their, like their ability to mic and like your amp, right? Like, of course, if you've got your own front up, like, you know, front of house guy that can mic things up for you, great. But for the most, most people anyway, whether you're a gigging musician or you're playing at church or even like, I mean, like relatively like, yeah, like mid of, level kind of artists like most of the time you probably won't like either you're you won't have a front of house guy to do that for you most of the time so being able to like have your tone all basically set up and plug in and knowing that what you're outputting to the front of house is the same no matter what and that i think that's the main thing is like i don't have to worry about that stuff you know and yeah. i can spend my time, at least at home, if I wanted to, I can tweak the sound and I can tweak the microphone settings myself at home and then put it out live. So I guess that's for me, I find that, yeah, there's a lot more consistency in that sense. Yep. Um, you know, cause yeah, I, I even like for me, especially like most of the time I run in-ears as well. So you can really, especially when you're running in-ears, man, you can really hear the difference from like really small differences you know, and it's like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, like, well, that's, so that's good. That's uh, Josh's experience of virtual amps and tube amps. For myself, I still lug a tube amp to church, believe it or not. And You're still an old guy. Still, it's, I think it's because it's, it's not because um, virtual amps can't do the job for me. It's more of the issue of how the church sound is set up so it uh, yeah. we, we have not evolved to the point where we can rely on on in-ear monitoring and our i mean you don't even have you don't even uh, have like an individual I'm, wedge for your I'm not, in -ears. I'm not i'm not i'm not going <laughs> to divulge the name of my church publicly but um yeah to, to, to spare them but uh yes they, they, but maybe this <laughs> they they have a setup that that necessitates me having to bring my tube amp because i yeah. I am really happy with the sound of my tube amp, and when I plug it in, mm -hmm. I don't have to tweak it at all. It's, it just performs the way that I want to. So, but my pedal board, uh, on the other hand, well, I don't use a pedal board anymore. Uh, I've uh, switched to a, a HX Stomp, which is a multi-effects pedal, but it also runs M sims as well as pedal sims. So. Mm -hmm. I use a lot of the pedal sims. Uh, the the tube screamer is the one that I use the most, followed by oh, yeah. the, the the tape transistor delay, and I, I find that they they are very good emulations of the real thing. So mm -hmm. even when it comes to overdrive pedals or, or modulations, uh, the the the, vir the virtual amps or the virtual pedals do a really good job of sounding really yeah. close to the real thing, and mm -hmm. and even though I would love to do away with my tube amp but having a, a multi-effects pedal that emulates the effects that i need uh, accurately and perfectly is has saved so much time and saved a lot of weight 
of mm-hmm. packing and preparing for church as well as yep uh, un- as well as packing up and leaving so in terms yeah. of the time and portability thing um, yeah virtual amps are, and, vir- and virtual pedals have basically reduced the amount of time and the amount of weights and the amount of energy needed to lug yeah. things around and oh yeah for sure if and if if and if my and if my church got their act together and <laughs> invested in a, a nice decent sound system that there would come a day uh, when i would only need to bring my hx dom imagine that just bringing oh. one pedal and not having to worry about my tube amp uh, that, that, that'll be the day that will be the day that will be the day that'll but be the day when it when it comes to uh I, don't don't take it too personally, Church. But <laughs> when it comes to recording my material, I, I find that uh, virtual amps and they they are superior in every way. Not not because they necessarily sound better than tube amps, but they are definitely way more convenient. So as we mm-hmm. mentioned before, just the consistency of the sound and nowadays the accuracy of the sound, I can get. I can get the sound of a, a Fender Twin Reverb or or a Mesa Boogie or a Vox AC30 all from a HX Dom, which yeah. is unparalleled in terms of speed and flexibility. This I can yeah. get I can get a stereo channel where one channel is an AC30 and another is yeah, it could be a a, a, a Reverb a Twin Deluxe and that 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 kind of flexibility and that kind of setup is unimaginable if if well unless you have loads of money sorry (laughs) unless you had loads of money unless you have loads of cash which both josh and i (laughs) don't have so unless you want to blow that much money on like all these fancy yeah 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 so it's (laughs) it's amazing how far technology has come and how they have managed to cram hundreds of amps into software basically Mm -hmm. And yeah yeah it's yeah uh, we are both very grateful to be living in a time such as now yeah for sure and i like i think like one of the another big thing with virtual amps is that you don't have to crank up your amp and deafen your neighbors like that's right <laughs> imagine if you were like living okay imagine if you were living in singapore or japan right and you're trying to like record like a, a half stack like a met like a mesa boogie half stack right that's just not even feasible like you literally would just get like the police would they would call like people would call cops on you probably if you did that (laughs) it's like that would be insane like you couldn't do that right whereas like so now like with virtual amps you don't have to like crank up your amp to like 100 just to get the tones that you want from it you know you can use virtual software i mean of course there's plenty of other like workarounds that you can do as far as like using a real amp like there's obviously cab simulator load boxes by like two notes or the aux box or stuff like that like we could that's a that's a whole other kind of conversation but um you know like i think just have being able to um swap out tones so quickly is is really handy as far as like being able to choose what you want you know like maybe like you might be feeling a certain vibe and you're like, oh, I don't, it's like, oh, I don't really, it's like you might try a Marshall and you're like, oh, I feel like the Marshall doesn't sound good. So you might swap to a Vox. That would be like, in real life, that would be like, <laughs> with a real amp, that would take a lot of work just to like set up, because you gotta would. set up the amp, you it gotta would. move the mic over, plug it in, check it in. Like, it's just wait for the amp to warm up 
it's like you you basically wasted like what 10 minutes maybe five ten minutes of your time yeah. just doing that whereas and you whereas if it's virtual lamp you just click a button and it just goes to the next you can go to that instantly so i would say like there's a lot of convenience in terms of less time wasted as well you know you don't spend yeah. so much time um but i mean like i think even though like we've talked about how at, at this point now most of you guys are probably thinking wow virtual lamps are great right and it's like yeah like i, I would also say like um like tube amps in my opinion are still will be still a thing in my opinion like if you have it's one of those things where if you have the resources and if you have the money and you ha if you have the capabilities to use real amps absolutely i still think that those are great and you can if you want the best of the best tones at least currently anyway right now i mean who knows what we're gonna ha what's gonna happen in the next 10 years who knows but yeah. at least for the time being i think that if you have the capabilities to record like super nice marshals or real voxes and stuff like that that's great um and like i think that though that still is that still has a place especially in like the like fancy studios um but yeah like now i think there's this we're in a point where i think a lot of musicians like myself or even like some big session guys are recording at home and so a lot of times like you know using these virtual amps or having these workarounds that don't require you to crank your amp up to a hundred and deafen your ears is just you know i think that's becoming more of a thing now so you know there's i guess it's like um it's all situational for everyone i guess as well yep, yep. um but uh but yeah no, that's but yeah good. i think we've uh that's yeah good. i think we've kind of uh i think we've kind of covered all that we want to say at least for yeah at least for a bonus <laughs> episode so um but yeah anyways that's a little uh yeah that was that's a little uh, geek fest of ours. Like for uh, most of you guys that aren't guitar players at this point are probably like probably haven't made it to this point at this point. Or if you have, wow, I uh, I I salute well you done. and I well applaud done. you. You've made it through this far. Um, I would give you a, I would give you a hug, but coronavirus is still a thing right now, so can't do that. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, but yes. Anyways, thanks. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to this bonus episode. If you've gone this far. Um, stay tuned we got a lot more episodes coming up and uh, yeah we'll catch you guys in the next episode so see you guys take care